Coming up today on the Nosebleed Seats podcast, the show everyone can afford to listen to with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo. Jason Witten is back on the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> we react, and how bleeping excited is ESPN? Plus, we've got some quick hits around the NFL with Eric, and the CEO of the Pro Football Network is on the show. The boss? The, the boss himself, Matthew Canada, on with these two hooligans next on the Nosebleed Seats. Yes, well, Chuck, but before we get to that, of course, we got to talk to our listeners about our great friends over there at Lone Star Green CBD. The website, it's up, it's running, and, and people are absolutely loving it. LoneStarGreenCBD.com, Nosebleed Seats. We have our own promo code, NBS15. You'll get 15% off at the checkout. And here's the deal, man. If you go up to your local CBD shop here in Texas, say, you walk up to the counter, you want to get it over the counter, it's probably going to run you 60 70 80 bucks. You go to Lone Star Green CBD, it's 34 and then you get the discount off, and you're walking out smiling. You are smiling, sir, because you just saved 15% off with Lone Star Green CBD just by using our promo code NBS15. For those of you that aren't aware of CBD and the kind of the things that it can treat for you, pain relief. It's neuroprotectant. Seizures, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, certain aspects like that. If you've got some loved ones that are struggling, CBD might be the answer. Anti-anxiety. It'll increase your appetite. And it'll improve your sleep. CBD, it's the newest, the latest, the greatest. And if you're interested, there's no better place to go than our friends at Lone Star Green CBD. Yep, it's the peppermint tincture oil. That's what's popping right now. They got topicals. They got gummies. All that stuff is coming soon. But right now, it's the best tincture in the business. It smells good. It tastes good. And you will not regret it. It's LoneStarGreenCBD.com. And what do you do when you get there, Walchuk? Down the nosebleed seats sent you. I'll tell you what, Tess, you saw Aaron Rodgers there. Blood on his elbow. Big old knee brace on. Hitting the wrist. It doesn't matter. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. San Francisco. San Francisco. Let me present you guys with this trophy here. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Get it down below. Here we go. Here we go. You got it? There you go. You guys got it? There we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. San Francisco. We saw this play work earlier. Kelsey's on the edge, protecting. But Ibukam was able to see that protection again. I think it's going to be like one of those, uh, you know, that wise philosopher once said, you know, see if one of these quarterbacks can pull a rabbit out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best man. I love that. Snap to Prescott. They block it up beautifully. Fade right side of the end zone. Jason Witten over the shoulder. That's a goat catch. Touchdown, Jason Witten, the goat. And with that touchdown, Brad, Jason Witten now goes by Michael Irvin, moves into third place on the Cowboys receiving touchdown list. Both were tied at 65, so Witten now goes to 66 touchdowns. What a catch. San Francisco. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh. about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can't afford to listen to zach wolchuk alongside eric chiafalo he's back baby jason wittens announcing i'm done with the broadcast booth peace out monday night football too ESPN. good for you monday night meanwhile espn says thank goodness this is a blessing san francisco 
And the Cowboys welcome back 82 with open arms. His locker just merely held on to for a year. And he's stepping right back into the saddle as one of the captains of the Cowboys offense. Are you popping bottles, Walchuk? Oh, man, I love me some Jason Witten. I always will. A part of me, look, I certainly was excited when I heard the news, although I was very intrigued with looking to find a young tight end in this draft. There's a lot of good ones. And it's not to say maybe the Cowboys won't. Sternberger, Faint, Hawkinson. We got a freaking tight end party in the draft. So many names this year. But there's that 97-year-old Witten just walking around. He's not 97. The campus of ESPN. Pulling rabbits out of hats. Sucking them dry for everything they have, all their millions, The San Francisco's. Nope, let's go back to D-Town. Yeah, well, it's clear that he uh, was a much better football player than he is a broadcaster, and broadcasting's not quite his thing. And the Cowboys have a need at tight end. They have ever since he went ahead and retired. Now, the reports here locally in Dallas are his role will not be quite as high volume as it previously was. (laughs) He's supposedly only going to (laughs) play 25 to 30 snaps a game, which... uh, yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I think you're going to have Jason Witten take on 90% of the snaps because I'll tell you what, he ain't pulling himself out for Mr. Blake Jarwin. That's just not Witten's way. What about for maybe like a Sternberger? So I'd like to get a taste of that Sternberger. No, 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 I don't think that that's Jason Witten's thing. He never really did it when the Cowboys tried with Marty B or Gavin Escobar or Anthony Fasano or any of these other young tight ends the Cowboys brought in to groom and develop. Witten said, hey, this is my job. I'm not putting it aside for anything. Bleep you, Marty B. You think I'm about to help out this young guy take my job one day? <laughs> you got another thing coming. He pulls another rabbit out of his head. But Walchuk, he's only going to play 25 snaps a game. Nah, man, that guy's going to end up playing about as many offensive snaps as humanly possible for a 37-year-old tight end. Why? And he'll end up being pretty good. Does Jason Garrett, does he have a thing for tight ends? Is he one of those guys that likes to bring out four tight ends at a time? Witten's his main guy. Yeah, I mean, that, he, that he, loves, he loves Witten's. He loves that 13 personnel. And maybe now you'll see some more Witten-Jarwin action. But, hey, dude, it's not about Jason, right? It's Kellen Moore's offense. That's right. It is. And so he's the young we'll genius. we'll see if Kellen Moore likes the tight ends, right? Yeah, I think he likes them a little bit maybe Faster, maybe a touch. A little younger. Maybe a touch more athletic. A little athletic. more youth and speed. Sure, and if, if they're not already collecting social security, then that's even better. But, listen, that's not the card that Mr. Kellen Moore was dealt. He got handed a senior citizen in football years, and he's going to say, you know what, I'm supposed to make chicken soup out of this expired chicken bleep. Yeah, is Jason Witten what he once was? Certainly not. And there were already people talking about previously, before he retired, um, was she now a liability within the Cowboys' offense? And at times, he's certainly not going to wow you. He's not going to, and he never really has been that guy that is super fast, that's really going to be a, a game plan challenge for a safety or a linebacker. But all the dude does is run tremendous routes and has a knack for getting some kind of separation. Let me ask And you his this. best damn attribute is, you need a third down and five converted, uh. homie's getting it done. Third and three, I'll give you. No. The eight-yard button, baby. 
The eight-yard button hook. Listen, it was the eight-yard button hook when he was 25 and spry. No, when he was now 35 he's two years and ago frickin- and catching 60 balls for 700 yards. He's going to need some WD-40 between snaps. I think you're being rude and disrespectful. You f***ed right off, Chiafalo. Come in here and start running Jason Witten through the mud. Not on this show, mother bleeper. Well, Not I'm, on this show. Well, I'm happy to hear that this whole situation hasn't gotten you flustered or anything. I'm upset. So that's good. You um, pissed me off. I do have a question for you, though. Shoot. As the Dallas Cowboys fan, you mentioned him, how maybe he is or is not a liability. Do you maybe. imagine him being more of a liability in this offense than he was in the booth on Monday Night Football? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, uh, listen, listen. That's Look, and, positive. And I, We're moving he, in the right direction. I, I think that everybody stunk on that Monday Night booth. It's not just Witten. I, I don't think that What Tess, about Tess? I don't think Tess is very good either. Uh, you're hilarious. I'm not, oh, a, I'm not a big Witten. Tess fan. Baker! And you know what? I don't mind Booger. Boog? I don't mind Boog. It's Boog. It's Boog. It's not Booger. It's, it's Boog. Booger. It's Boog. It's Boog. Booger. It's it's Boog, it's Wit, and it's Tess. It's Booger. Can we even call Jason Witten Jason Witten anymore? Or is it just Wit? It's Wit to Tess. Yeah, to Boog. And Boog. Boog. But they got to do something. I mean, now I think uh, they might rock with Greg Olson, just sub tight end for tight end. Really? Younger, better looking. Kind of uh, like I wish the Cowboys might Yeah, and he's got that Miami swagger. I'm all in on a Greg Olson booth, though I think he still wants to play football, uh, which is crazy. And listen, Jason Whittenham's giving him the green light. If he's 47 and can still play, who's to say Greg Olson can't? True that. From the U. Love uh, that guy. I do think that he would be a prime candidate, though. Now, I've seen some people go out there and talk about Kurt Warner. I think Kurt Warner is a brilliant color analyst. He would be a massive upgrade over what Jason Witten brought to the table. But he's locked in with the NFL Network. I don't know how that works contractually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know how it goes either, but I think he would be great in the booth. He's been good um, for the for the couple of TV games he's done, but I've heard him on radio. He's really, really good. I think Lewis Riddick uh, would be awesome for I for do ESPN. like Lewis Riddick he a lot. He does great on uh, he does. ESPN. He's, he's excellent. And all those talk shows, I think he would be awesome in the booth. Um, but at the end of the day, whoever steps in there, gets to step in there knowing that they could literally take a poop on the microphone for the entire season on Monday Night Football and know that they will they are better. Their reviews will be better than what my boy Wick got this season. Yeah, Wick got really uh really destroyed and I think that that probably had a lot to do with him and realizing this isn't for me. I'm going to go on back and I'm going to get back in the dirt as Jason Witten would say. And you know what as a Cowboy fan, uh he's a legend, he's a hero, he's one of the all-time greats. With you're the best man. I love oh. that. I'm sure that he will be very productive in what he can bring to the table, but I would still like the Cowboys to go out there and bring in another tight end Do you because th- he's probably just here for, what, maybe another year? Do you think this is because he really loves football or just because he, he had to get as far away from the booth as possible? No, I think it's because he really loves football. There are rumors during the season that he was trying to get the heck out of there and come on back to play. That has nothing to do with his own self-awareness of sucking in the booth. I don't. I don't think that one uh, does have a hand in the other. I think he just wanted to come back and play. All right. But certainly the fact that he, the, the booth wasn't for him, didn't treat him well, is a bonus for ESPN. It's it's a perfect, absolute perfect storm that could have happened. He stunk. They made a mistake. He wasn't very good. They tried to use the cowboy route by bringing in the name value, uh, and it didn't work out this time. Obviously, Romo hit gold with CBS. Not all of them can. <laughs> So this one didn't work out, and ESPN can go ahead and, and uh, wash their hands clean and move on with the next guy that they want to go with. Which yeah, they're going to need some heavy my money's on Greg to wash themselves of that. Um, now, you feel like it didn't have as much to do with the booth. You know, Steve Smith of the NFL Network during the NFL Combine, I don't know if you heard what he had to say. Yeah, I did. A couple of shots fired. Um, 
I do like that, Steve. Yeah, no, and I Steve, love Steve. Steve is good on TV. And he does he does talk his bleep. And if those of you that didn't hear the sound, here it is right here. Uh, Steve Smith during the NFL Combine, uh, you know, giving his thoughts. I don't know. Jason Witten came back. Steve, any thoughts? <laughs> you want the truth about that or you want me to let that go? No, I want the truth. No, 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 no. About you, not Witten. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm That's good. That's what he meant. Oh, okay. I thought Steve was telling me maybe there was a surprise coming our oh, way Oh, no, here. there's not no surprise. I'm actually good on TV, so I'm just going to stay <laughs> here. Oh, Sorry. I try to save. I was. I try I'm sorry, to save Rich. All of us. I Daniel. know. I'm sorry. Good old Steve. <laughs> oh, Steve Smith. The, bringing the heat. I love Rich. Rich <laughs> just moderating the whole thing. Like Rich knows exactly how this is going to go. Daniel, yep. you shut your mouth. Daniel, do not go ahead and bait Steve Smith because he's coming back at you with fire bombs. Yeah, I think Mayock would have known better. It's all right, DJ. It's that is interesting. Year, How do you think this has gone without uh, old quicker than fast up there? Yeah, I I've always liked Mike Mayock. I liked Mike Mayock too. Just because anytime he gets a chance to say a guy with my first name Eric and he pronounces it Irk. Like oh, Irk. is that what he says? Irk Irk Burry Irk Barry. You know my favorite. No, no, no. Irk not, Burry. Not Barry. Irk Burry. Irk Burry. Uh, the accent on Mayock is something that I'll never get enough of. But Daniel Jeremiah, the dude's incredible. I mean, I've. He's been he's and been he's with NFL looker. Network. Oh, he's a good-looking guy. He's handsome. He's strapping. He's young. He's got a bright future, unlike, you know, I don't know, maybe like a Jason Witten or something. But, like, Daniel Jeremiah is a hell of a guy, and he did a really good job. I enjoyed thoroughly his broadcast, and I'm sure over the years, you know, Eisen and Mayock, they've done that thing together for forever. So the chemistry was down pat. We talk about bringing guys into the safe space here, bringing them into the bedroom. You know, it could be a little awkward at first. You get that time, second time, that third time. Yeah, no, that's going to be great. That's when we're on to something. Eisen's awesome, and Jeremiah's awesome as well. So I, I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Steve Smith, thank you for, uh, well, just the honesty. Yeah, and thank you, and welcome home, Wit. On a real note, do you think, do you see the Cowboys? Because I know a tight end was... Was, they're not drafting a tight end. Though. Okay, they're not drafting. No, that's that's that, where I was that, going. That dashed the dreams. All right, so in in a class in which it is ballyhooed for their tight ends, they're the probably Cowboys... going to be the stupid team and not take one. All right. And guess what happens a year from now? What's they're, that? They're going to need one. Nuh-uh, Jason Witten will be back. No, I don't think so. Really? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I've heard how, that how many more years can he legitimately play? Well, if he's already productive. put in a solid, what, 37? He's 37, I believe. 37 in football years is about 90. I'll go ahead and fact check that, but I do believe he's 37. If you don't know Jason, I mean, as a Cowboys fan as you are, Walchuck, and you don't know Jason Witten's age. I've said 37. And? The verdict? He'll be 37 on May 6th. So for the start of this coming season, he will be 37. All right, very good. So the Cowboys roll out. They get a little bit older. They get a little bit slower. They get a little bit less athletic. And uh, Walchuck, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's your excitement meter? I would say a 7.5. Really? Yeah. It just for the whole season? It's or? more a nostalgia thing than anything. Because it, Look, I'm still very – I like – the Cowboys missed and struggled early on in the season because they weren't able to sustain drives, and it wasn't until they made the move for Amari Cooper, who was finally a viable asset on a third down for Dak Prescott to look at and say, I know this guy is going to be in the right place at the right time, and I trust him to be there, and I'll make the throw. Aside from Amari Cooper – there wasn't anybody on that offense that stepped up on a big play third down situation because teams would take away Cole Beasley without Witten on the field. Now you've got Witten back, and people can make fun and poke and whatever they want to say about Jason Witten. The dude, you need a play made on third and five, third and seven, third and three. Eighty-two is going to get there for you, and, and that's 
that's a, a, an attribute and I think a viable bonus for Dak Prescott and this Cowboys offense. So with that said, I think he can help this football team in that area. What do you think about my theory of him realizing that he broadcasted himself out of the NFL Hall of Fame and now he's making this comeback to prove again on the field once and for all every you know just one 6-yard button hook at a time that he is the Hall of Famer that we truly love. You know what? I'm not ever going to dash your dreams. There could be something to that. I don't agree with it, but you never know. I'm glad you're on board. All right. um, Any other? I mean, this is this is an exciting time. Well, the only other cowboy news that's going on today on Tuesday it is the franchise tag day, Mm. and we are still awaiting news on Demarcus Lawrence and a potential contract extension. And from all leading up to this, from the Fort Worth Star Star Telegram here locally, the deal's not quite close yet. With with Demarcus Lawrence and the Cowboys sounds so you, like a tag. You might see the tag just to give them some more time to work out a long term deal. Do you see him playing on the tag? I think he would play on the tag. Yes, if if they can't negotiate a a long term contract, I do think he plays on the tag. Because I know he's threatened that he's got that shoulder issue that he's had that needs to be surgically repaired. But he's saying if I don't get the long term deal, I'm not doing surgery. Right? Isn't that sort of the conundrum here? That's at least in play. Some and he played on the tag this past year, which in my opinion is silly. I think he should have the surgery if you need the surgery. Get yourself healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he had a good season with the injured shoulder as well, which is, I mean, mad respect. Another reason why I think he should be paid and deserves this deal. No doubt. And then with the Randy Gregory news that popped up last week, where you guys lose your pass rusher, now the Cowboys have zero leverage. What was already zero leverage is even more so in need. That was probably the worst thing that could have happened to Dallas. Is that Randy Gregory news comes out? You already knew David Irving will be out the door. You'll get people to blow me up and say like, "What about David Irving too?" Uh, the Cowboys weren't expecting to have David Irving back. They weren't re-signing him. So whatever the suspension is with, with David Irving, that's a David Irving issue. He's no longer linked with the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion. The Randy Gregory stuff is is really frustrating. I thought we'd turned a corner with Randy, and I still don't know. We need more information. We need more details on what exactly happens. People automatically assume it's a failed drug test. It's not necessarily the case. It could be a failed check-in. Maybe he missed an appointment. Maybe he missed a phone check-in. There's a lot of things, a lot of layers that go involved with these, uh, you know, probation-like things the NFL puts them on, especially when you're a second and out third-time offender. So for Randy, it, it could be one of those things where, oh, he just overslept and missed a meeting and nothing comes from <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, my money's on that. No, I'm sure that's or probably he, what Or he did fail another drug test and he could be kicked out of the league. So there, there's various extremes here, but in terms of while the Cowboys are trying to negotiate a deal with Demarcus Lawrence, now you have a shortage of ends on your roster. Your best one here is waiting and saying, come on over and pay me. And the Cowboys now have no room to say, yeah, well, we've got this guy, we've got that. No, you got nobody else. You've got to give Demarcus Lawrence whatever the heck he's asking for, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And like you said, it is such a shame. And Gregory started turning it on at the end of last year, but just hasn't really gotten to play enough to really prove what kind of player he could be, though he's shown flashes. And the Cowboys, they always talk about Jerry Jones. He wants to get him a war daddy, and it's a shame because it looks like with Randy Gregory, he just found himself a weed daddy. I do wish the NFL would allow him to be both. I love myself some weed daddies. You always have, and unfortunately, the NFL does not agree with you. If you smoke the weeds, 
you get in trouble. And it's sad. I'm sorry. I hate that it had to happen to you. You're my friend. You're my brother. You're my lover. And I know that that was sad and upsetting. But the Cowboys offseason, it takes a turn. Now we may have to reshuffle up Walchuk's top three Cowboys offseason needs. When you get back from South Africa, you dirty bastard, you better come back with your top three because we're going to need it. I love a good top three, and I'll have it prepared along with the asses of the combine, baby. Top ten asses of the scouting combine that Nick Bosa, he made an appearance with those thighs. I can guarantee you he's on the list. He is thick with two C's. Almost three. He almost made the third C. That dude looks good. I didn't get to see him from behind. All I need to see, though, is those front quads. I saw him. That dude's guaranteed in the top ten of your ass list. Man, and those tight ends, both those Hawkeyes. Wow. Holy crap. I had a Hawkeye I don't even know what I said guys. there, but like that's how unbelievable those backs look. Speechless. You got something you want to do here? Quick hits. NFL Quick Hits. It's our very first ever. It's a new thing that I've decided I'm going to do. It's NFL Quick Hits. So original. The Pro Football Network. I know. I've, I've thought about it long and hard for weeks now. I finally came to the conclusion. NFL Quick Hits with the nosebleed seats for the PFN Pro Football Network. Here we go. All right. Quick hit number one, Walchuk. I have some news for you, bro. Give it to me. The NFL offseason has officially begun. It technically has started. Yeah, you want to know why? Why? Ravens, former Ravens running back, because he just got waived, Mr. Alex Collins, the running back, was in an early morning car crash and was arrested this past week. Drunk. He is our first arrest of the NFL offseason, which means the offseason has officially begun because, you know, the NFL offseason hasn't begun until a namely player has gotten himself handcuffed. So congratulations to Alex Collins, and thank you, sir. We have officially begun the NFL offseason. Well, I do love some handcuffs, but not that kind. Quick hit number two, pro football talk. The Saints and Raiders have shown interest, along with the Washington Redskins and the Tennessee Titans, into the blonde mustache himself, Antonio Bleeping Brown. Can you believe or picture and imagine Antonio Bleepin' Brown. Don't with make Drew me Brees do it. I don't Saints. want to picture him. He Not did, with that mustache. He did slaughter them in New Orleans earlier this year. So it would not surprise me that the Saints are indeed interested. You know, I know the Browns are also interested, and they the Steelers have come out and said they're not trading him within the division, and they're not trading him to the New England Patriots. Therefore, I think the teams over there in the NFC, like the Saints or the Redskins, are probably more front runners than, say, maybe the Raiders or the Titans. But mm, I think the best deal would still be from the Titans, or excuse me, the Raiders, because you got three firsts, and whatever receiver that they might want to take 24 or 27, not the caliber of Antonio Brown. If it were me, I'd give up one of those picks for AB. All right, fantastic. Next quick hit. NFL quick hits on the Pro Football Network. Quickie, quickie, quickie. Dane Brugler tweeted out. Dane Brugler of The Athletic. Oh, I love Dane Brugler. Yeah, he is. Genius. Incredible. He really is, though. Really uh, and man. he has quoted a running back for Texas A&M as well as Oh, Mr. is it Travian Williams? It is. And Sternberger both say, quote, Josh Allen. He knew what plays he knew what plays were coming before we ran them. They played against him this season. They both said that is the best player they versed in college. And we're talking the Kentucky outside linebacker. That is correct. Probably going top three, top four in this I year's draft. I was blown away with the athleticism of not only the defensive group, the front seven guys that we saw at the combine, but the offensive linemen. 
I think it was the most athletic group of linemen I can remember seeing at the combine. When they're out there doing their their drills, their back pedals, they're switching in and out here, seeing those hips, seeing if they're loose, if they're stiff. All these guys, to me, 9 out of 10, they looked jaw-droppingly athletic. I was salivating. And that Kentucky dude, Mr. Allen, looks like an absolute badass. We're talking next Khalil Mack type, in my opinion. So that kind of praise, not surprising. Also, just to add a note on Travian Williams, Cowboys met with him and visited him in Indy. Could be an option in the mid-rounds if they want to find a backup for Mr. Ezekiel Elliott. I love oily hips on and off the field. All right, next. Quick oily! From Pete Thamel. Oh, Actually, you bring the lid for this one? Excuse me. Sorry, Thamel. Is it Thamel or Thamel? Thamel. Thermal? I, th- I think it's Thamel, but uh, he is he's quickly being booted out of NFL quick hits. In three years, will Cole Hamels be an ace? Because Bill Plaschke of the LA Times is reporting oh, running back Todd Gurley. Todd, 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 Todd Gurley. Todd, 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 Todd. He's got arthritis in his knees. What did I tell all you mother bleepers? There's something wrong with Todd. And even if he is saying it's not injury related, I was benched due to play. It's not. There's something going on with TG. And there is. It's Arthuronis. How the bleep does a guy like Todd Gurley at like 23 years Get arthritis? old have arthritis? I don't know. You got a 64-year-old Jason Witten entering the league. Is that a genetic a- thing? Yeah. So maybe it, that that's it, it. Probably is, but man, the fact that you have it at that young of an age. Yeah, I mean, it's my, concerning. My grandmother has it in her fingers, and when she points at you, she's actually pointing like six feet to the left because her fingers are so damn crooked because of the arthritis. I actually feel bad for Todd Gurley. He needs to hit up our boys at... Lone Star Green CBD, maybe take care of that problem. Nice plug. All right, next quick hit. Let's go back to the combine. DK Metcalf. Oh, the winner of the combine. <laughs> His reaction DK. was the best moment of the weekend for me. His reaction to what? His own he, self he when he looked in the mirror? Broke down, just crying on the field after his performance when it was all said and done. Oh, just 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 the pure, pure emotion. raw emotions. Yeah, I mean, that that's one, that's a dude to me that cares and that understands what just happened. Like, I came out here, I balled out, I put up just jaw-dropping, eye-popping, wowing numbers that rival that of Julio Jones, the athletic freak of alien nature that he is. I'm now elevated myself into the top half of this draft, maybe even top 10 due to this performance. He gets it. He understands. I want that dude on my team. DK Metcalf weighed in 6'3", 228 pounds. His body fat percentage, one6 Real big, veiny, triumphant bastard. Is that healthy? Yeah, Roscoe. Actually, I hear that that's actually not extremely healthy. But to Ryan Roscoe, if that doesn't just ring straight sex bells in your ear, I don't know what does, brother. Well, what Roscoe say? Four, five, eight, or something? Four, fives? Yeah, Roscoe was was painting the four, five picture, four, six picture. He's also not down with the synonymous DK Metcalf shirtless sex. Not everybody is a total pervert like we are though so, so DK, i'm not gonna knock the guy so dk says uh and he was quoted this oh he went combine. straight for roscoe no no no. it's roscoe by the way you bleep it's old. ross if you could get it wrong one more time no, you're I the one that is getting it ear. wrong it is roscoe the disrespect that you're throwing out at roscoe oh is insane. you are such a moron dk metcalf at the combine tells reporters he calls 50 50 balls 99 to 1 balls he said the one percent he doesn't catch how many balls are probably because the quarterback made a bad throw. 
end quote. <laughs> so he's already thrown his QB under the bus. Yeah. Great. I do love it. We got it. another prima donna at receiver. I mean, what did you expect? He's 1.6. Walk around with his freaking dong along out if he wants to. <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah, that thing, that thing's probably massive. Yeah, 6'3 and 3'8. He's three a balking his way around. 228 pounds, 4'3'3 three, three in the 40. Oh, by the way, 1.6% body fat. I think I have that in my finger. Yeah, my nostrils are 1.6% body fat. Next quick hit. Let's do a little uh let's do a little comparison. Calvin Johnson, 2007 combine, 6'5, 239, ran a 4'3, 540. DK Metcalf, 2019 combine. I just gave it to you. 6'3, 228, 43340. I mean, this is this is extraterrestrial ET, you're from outer space kind of numbers. Next quick hit, please. Did you see Montez Sweat? Yes, I did. And I was sweating watching him because that's how excited he got me. Rightfully so. I got pretty hot and bothered too when I saw him. 6'5", 260 pounds, 34, make it 35 and a three-quarter inch arms. His 40 was a 4-4-2. Montez Sweat from Mississippi State. He's an edge guy, defensive end. Everybody was saying... Be a top 20, top 25 pick. Yeah, well, he just ran himself right into the top 10, it seems like. Let me give you some 40 times that he was better than. Well, A.J. Green, who's that? I don't know. He's faster than him, though. Julio Jones, he's got the same time, 4-4-2. He ran the same time as Julio Julio Jones? That is exactly right, my friend. I mean, this guy, let's see, Amari Cooper, your Dallas Cowboy? A.C. Yeah, he's just as fast as Montez Sweat, the defensive end from Mississippi State. Crazy. So congrats, you got a slow-ass receiver. So basically, we can play this defensive end at wide receiver. If you want, if huh. you want. Maybe make him a tight end? Well, you already got a studly guy there. I don't know if you guys really have room for another tight end. He's got probably a little too much speed at the tight end position that You're the right. Cowboys don't yeah. prefer. Yeah, that's fair. Odell Beckham Jr., four four three at the Combine. Slow as hell. Montez Sweat! It's faster than Odell Beckham Jr., A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, and Antonio bleeping blonde mustache brown. That is absolutely incredible. Montez Sweat, take a bow, sir. And to the fact of Montez Sweat running his 4-4-2-40, our very own Corey Ashburn of PFN Love you, Corey. Love you, Corey. Quote, what in the actual f***, end quote. Wow, he dropped the F-bomb. That's how he feels about Montez Sweat's 40 time. not only does he have big balls, so does Montez Sweat. Craig, give me that woo. Grady Jarrett, defensive tackle. Atlanta Falcones. I know you want him to be a future Dallas Cowboy. Never going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you know what? They're far apart, reportedly, according to Pro Football Talk. Man, all these people are. They're far apart on the deal. That's right. Jarrett's far What do these players want? Hell, I want a bigger boat. They want that money, baby. stop it. Play for free. Don't really. All right, and uh, good news for all involved. I'd love some. That's it for uh, Quick Hits. Oh, thank God. So, I think really... About 10 minutes, I'll never get back. Yeah. You know what? No, I thought you did a fine job with that. No, you know what I want to do? I want to apologize. No, please don't. That was awful. No, own that. And I can admit and say, no, no, no. I have self awareness. It wasn't bad. All right, I'm not like Jason Witten at 37 years old, thinking he can still play with the young guns. All right, I know. You really don't think Witten can still play? No, really? I think he's going to surprise you this year, bud. 
Listen, those those uh, those eight yard button hooks they turn into six yard button hooks. They are extra- right? I'll tell that you was what, four it's years better ago. Better than what the Cowboys were getting for most of the season at tight end. I think you're getting a glorified Askabar next year with a little bit better no leadership way. skills. Yep, no that's way. what I think. No, that's way. what I think. I'm the only voice that matters on all things Dallas Cowboys football yeah, besides of course Zach Walchuk. Moron. All right, what should we do? Should we uh, should we dial up the boss? Do you want to dial up the boss? Listen, man, if you want to dial up the boss. We can dial up the boss. You know how I get a little bit, I'm a little bit on edge anytime I have a guy with seniority and I have to, you know, welcome him into the bedroom. So mm. if you want to do this thing, if you're okay with it, I guess I'm okay with it too. Look, let me just say this. 63 receptions, five touchdowns, 560 yards. I think that's what Jason Witten can give you, and that's basically what he gave you in 2017. I'll take that. Let's get Kanata on the phone, baby. The CEO of PFN. All right, let's do it. Baby, you know that I miss you. I want to get with you tonight, but I cannot, baby. And joining us now on the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo, it is the CEO of the Pro Football Network, the world-renowned Pro Football Network. That is the very own Matthew Kanata. Mr. Kanata, how are you doing? And welcome on into the safe space. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I feel like I finally made it in life being on the nosebleed seats. It's been a, uh, I feel like I've only been listening to the podcast for, what, just a month now that you guys have been with us, but I feel like this has been my lifelong dream to be on your show, and here we are. Well, let me tell you something, Kanata. You have made it, brother, so congratulations. March 3rd, (laughs) 2019, we are recording this on Sunday because that bastard Walchuk is once again going on another vacation. Vegas last week just wasn't good enough for him, so we are doing this on a Sunday. Matt, we really appreciate you taking the time on your Sunday afternoon. We know you're a busy man, Uh, and I guess that's the first question. Can I call you Matt, or is it strictly Matthew, boss? Well, you can call me Matt. My wife calls me Matthew when she's mad at me. Um, but other than that, you know, everyone else just calls you Matt. So if we get a little pissed off, we're going to go Matthew. But Damn it, Matt! Uh, but otherwise, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just Matt. We don't have to stick with Mr. Kanata. And it is Kanata, no. right? We had a little a flub last week with Roscoe. Or is it <laughs> yeah. Roscoe? It's Roscoe. It's Jackass. It's Ross. It's Roscoe. I, I'm not sure what it is, actually, and he's like one of our main guys, right? I, the boss show. doesn't even know, so I don't even I don't feel as bad anymore. If the boss doesn't if know, I mean, up, why is it on me to know? If you if you switch up his last name every time you pronounce it, you're going to be right half the time, so just go with it. <laughs> Roscoe it is. Roscoe it is. All right, Matt Kanata, <laughs> looking forward to having this conversation with you. The NFL Combine was just this week, so, I mean, I guess we might as well dip right into that. Um you know, some thoughts. I don't think you were able to make it out there. I know we, we had some PFN guys that we will definitely yeah. get a chance to catch up with, guys who were yeah. out there loving it, but I'm sure you were watching it, sitting there on the couch. I know me and Walchuk, we got the Snuggies out. We spent the whole weekend <laughs> just diving into that thing. Uh, what was, uh, I'll, I'll just say, who impressed you the most? Who drove their stock up the most? What individual uh, so far uh, from the Combine? Yeah, first of all, let me just back up there. And uh, you're right, we did have three credentialed members of our team go. We had uh, Sutton, uh, Yaris, and Spooner. Spooner. Yeah, Spooner. So the three of them went. It was a huge deal for us to get credentialed for the NFL Combine. It is uh, not easy to get credentialed for that event. And for the NFL to recognize us just uh, two months into our existence was an honor. And we were kind of surprised that we actually did get credentials for it. So it's a huge step for us. I know those three got plenty of information to share over the next few days and weeks. But going back to your question, um, I think the first one is, is obvious, DK, uh, DK Metcalf. He uh, 
turned in a phenomenal performance, stole the show on Saturday, and people are talking him now in the top five, top ten maybe, and the, which is a little crazy when you look at his injury history and his production or lack thereof at Ole Miss. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot of talk about him over the next few weeks and months, but it does look like he probably will go in the top ten. Uh, Montez Sweat, even earlier today, blazing 40 speed. I think it was uh, four four two or something around there. Four four one. He four four one. I mean, that's just incredible for a guy that size. His stock is definitely up there. And Quinn Williams, uh, the center, another very good forty time. And uh, I believe it was you know the guys on the NFL Network just saying he's in the mix now for the number one pick, which is almost unheard of when you talk about a center, right? Uh, people don't think of that as someone who could be in the mix for the number one overall pick, but they're calling him a generational talent. So those three guys um, really put their names right there and uh, likely will be selected in the uh, top ten picks. Now here's the thing, though. People talk about you know stock rising and everything else and moving up the draft boards. The only issue I have with that is that teams know, or not, they don't know because the draft boards are not set yet, but they have a good idea of where all these players are, what may land up. It's just the media is now catching up to it. So when we hear DK Metcalf might go in the top five, top ten, it's nothing new, and it's not because of his combine performance. It's just now the media and everyone else is finally catching up to what the teams have been knowing and seeing for the past several months. But those three guys, I think we're going to see them jump up to the top, and they're also going to push some other guys down as well. Matthew Kanata of the Pro Football Network, the CEO of the Pro Football Network, joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Matt, I got to ask you about Kyler Murray. Uh, we're on record yeah. as saying we think you know he's he's probably the most polarizing figure to come out of the draft yeah. since we can remember. I've thought that he will end up going number one uh, yeah. since he made that uh, initial proclamation that he's going to the NFL and and not stick with the Oakland A's and the Major League Baseball. I just thought you'd see his draft stock and really the success of the smaller quarterbacks like the Russell Wilsons, like the Baker Mayfields. Obviously, we know about Drew Brees. That would push him up the board. Now the rumor mill is swirling that the the Cardinals are seriously considering him at number one if they already weren't and might ship Josh Rosen. So a twofold question here for you, Matt. One, your thoughts on Kyler Murray and if you think he will go number one, and if not, where do you think he lands? And two, if you are Arizona, do you take him one, and where the heck do you think Josh Rosen goes? Jesus, Walchuk, you're overloading this. That's a hundred questions in one. It was show. about oh four. God. It was about four, Eric. You know what? It's our show. I'll ask any of the damn questions I want. <laughs> I know I can't even keep up with you guys anymore. Um, so yeah, Kyler Murray, man. So I think you're right. He is the most polarizing figure in the draft because you hear everyone, oh, he's too short, too this, too that. His ball's going to get batted at the line of scrimmage. And look at Brock Osweiler. The dude is a giraffe, and his ball has got tipped how many times at the offensive line of scrimmage? A million. I mean, uh, it, it doesn't matter how short or tall you are. It matters about your arm motion and everything else with that. And then the, he, he weigh, uh, measured in at just over 5'10", and all of a sudden that was okay. 5'10 wouldn't have been okay, but 5'10 and just a little bit over is okay. It's just ridiculous the notion that some of these scouts get set in their ways and set in their prototypes, and they can't budge either way. I think that's why you see some teams stay bad for so long because they have that thinking in place. But anyways, Kyler Murray, um, you know, I was a huge fan of Baker Mayfield when he was coming out of the college and into the draft last year. I thought he had 
great leadership skills and had it. And we all know what it is, but no one can really define it unless you see it in somebody. And Baker Mayfield has it. I think Kyler Murray has that as well. And you want that from your quarterback. You need a leader. You need a guy who's going to inspire. And, of course, he has all the physical talent in the world as well. So Kyler Murray going number one to, uh, overall makes a ton of sense for me. Now, someone might say, well, why would the Cardinals select him when they just selected Josh Rosen last year? Again, this is why bad teams stay bad. You have a new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury. He is uh, very tight with Kyler Murray, has a good relationship with him. The offense that Cliff ran uh, in college, Kyler Murray can run very efficiently um, at any level, in my opinion. And if Cliff Kingsbury has this opportunity, and actually Cliff Kingsbury, as we all know, went on record on video saying last year before he even got into the NFL that if he ever had the number one pick in the uh, NFL draft, he would take Kyler Murray. And so people started running with that. They, the Cardinals tried to, you know, shoot this down a little bit. But obviously, at the combine with the agents and everyone else talking, more steam picks up. And now they're saying it's basically a done deal. Are the Cardinals using that as draft leverage? I don't know. But for me, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury and I get one shot in the NFL and I want to install my offensive system in the NFL, my air raid offense, and I know that Kyler Murray can run that offense and I want to attach my name to Kyler Murray, why wouldn't I draft Kyler Murray? Forget that you drafted Josh Rosen last year. That was a different regime, different coaching staff, different uh, draft class. You start fresh. Hit the reset button. Who cares? Draft Kyler Murray, trade Josh Rosen away. Get as much as you can for him, and then move on. And you got your quarterback. In the NFL, the quarterback is everything. If you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. So for me, Cardinals taking Kyler Murray would be huge. If they don't take him, if they're using it as draft leverage or whatever, Kyler Murray, I think, will go in the top three, top five at the very uh, least. Now, where would Josh Rosen land? People are linking the Miami Dolphins to Josh Rosen. Um, they're linking the New York Giants to Josh Rosen. I can see the Washington Redskins pulling a trade for Josh Rosen. I think that's kind of up in the air right now because we don't really know how free agency is going to shake out. Now, we know Nick Foles most likely headed to Jacksonville. You have other guys like Teddy Bridgewater out there who may make an appearance somewhere in one of those spots who are with the teams looking for quarterbacks. But, um, you know, I think Josh Rosen has potential. I think he's very uh, good throwing in tight windows. He has the athleticism. I think he's very intelligent. So I think whatever uh, team can land him, Possibly for less than a first-round pick would be a huge bonus for them, especially if he's only on a second year of his rookie contract. Yeah, so what's the value you think that the Cardinals could get for Rosen? Because I've seen people saying the Giants would be trading their sixth overall pick. I've Oof. seen you know Washington Redskins trading their 14th pick, whatever they have, Dolphins at 13. I mean, do you think yeah. they'll get a top half of the first-round pick for the guy, or do you think it's looking more oh. probably like a second? It depends on the bidding war, and I know that's not the uh, answer you're looking for, but it depends on who jumps in the fray. I mean, if they trade Josh Rosen um, after, the, after they select Carla Murray, I think they'll have mixed leverage because they've already missed out on free agency, and some teams who need a quarterback are going and signing their guy, may not, draft, uh, may not trade for Josh Rosen. Everyone knows then at that point that they have to get rid of Rosen because they're not going to keep both Rosen and Kyler on the roster. So I think their leverage dies a little bit. So what they're doing now is if they really are insisting on drafting Kyler Murray at number one overall, what they're doing now is smart. Get it out there. Get teams calling them up right now and get it in before free agency because if Jacksonville does sign Nick Foles, if let's say Teddy Bridgewater goes to a team like Washington or Miami, then you got Ryan Tannehill coming along as well. Let's say he goes to Washington or the Jets or whatever. Then 
the Cardinals will have less trade partners. So for them to trade Josh Rosen now would be smart, or as soon as the league year opens. I think that will uh, maximize their highest compensation. Whether or not it's a first-round pick, I do think that's a little rich in the top half. Um, I could see multiple picks, maybe a second and a third or a second and a fourth, or if a team is late in the first round willing to uh, trade that away, we may see that as well. So I don't have an exact answer for you, but I do think top half is a little rich. All right, very good. Now let's get back to the combine really quick. And uh, when talking about the combine, Matt, are you uh, do you call it men in tights or do you prefer calling it underwear Olympics? Those are your only two options. Oh, man, men in tights or underwear Olympics. Um, I'm going to go with men in tights because underwear Olympics, it's, it's not really Olympics. We don't have everyone competing everywhere. So exactly. So that's a little overrated for me. Hey, man, all right, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, one of the main guys, you already talked about him, DK Metcalf. I asked this to Ryan yeah. Roscoe last week on the podcast. Roscoe, damn it. He got a little bit yeah. offended. He got a little <laughs> bit offended when I brought up DK Metcalf and how DK Metcalf's shirtless body is synonymous yep. with the word sex. When you saw DK Metcalf's body for the first time, when you scrolling on your beautiful Twitter timeline, you saw that thing yeah. pop up. What is the first word that came to Matt Kanata's mind? Pervert. Uh, can we bleep this out? Of course. I said, Holy nice. Oh, we'll yeah. I like that. it. We'll mark that, boss. A little bit of spunk Woo! from the boss. Look at <laughs> yeah, that. we got him to swear. Baby. Hell yeah, boss. <laughs> the other podcast. Amen. Um, That's right. All right. Did you get a chance? Because I haven't. They haven't left my mind since I saw it the other day. Oh, are you going with the quads? I'm going with the quads. Oh, oh yeah. Did you get a chance to see Nick bleeping Bosa's quads at the Men in Tights show that is the NFL Combine? Isn't that incredible? Unbelievable, those things. These guys are freaks of, of nature. I'm just sitting here, me, eating potato chips, watching these guys run. I'm like, um, you know, <laughs> I'll never have a body like that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. I love I love doing. That. I love sitting there during the combine, watching it, eating my chips. I'm in my snuggie, just getting fatter by the second, <laughs> yeah. and talking about. Oh God, that guy looks a little slow. Shoveling Holy hell, did you see that guy? God, that was a terrible three cone, unathletic piece yep. of bleep. Stiff hips. Yep. But uh, even even Saquon Barkley went back to last year, right? And then seeing all the footage of this year, yeah. Him, I mean, these guys are just unbelievable. That's quite the battle. Level. That's quite the battle. You go Barkley's quads versus Nick Bosa's quads. I yeah. think that's a death uh-huh. match. I would love to see. Yeah, no. Uh, who do you think would win? You know, that's a great question. Ooh, I'm going Barkley. I've seen Barkley in those golf shorts. Yeah. And I have not gotten yeah. the opportunity to see Bosa in the golf shorts. We'll so get him to models for you. I think I think we have, we'll get an opportunity. We'll get at a chance. It. But I'm telling you, those quads of, they were calling him Quadzilla. I mean, Daniel yeah. Jeremiah, who is now the draft guy for NFL Network during the combine, right. was calling him Quadzilla. I think I have to go with Quadzilla. That's a lofty title, but I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I like the name Quadzilla. Now, Matt, you said you're eating potato chips, sitting on the couch, watching the combine, yeah. but what are you wearing? Great question. Uh, <laughs> what was I wearing? Uh, today, you know, I had some sweatpants. I had a little bit of a hangover today. Uh, went out last night, party a little too much. The boss drinks, so, too. You know, it's kind of it's kind of just chill, chilling, hanging out. Hopefully my kids are not jumping all over me, and they didn't, which was good. Um, but but you know what you know I'm gonna change the subject here because when you're married you guys married no not yet I'm actually getting married Kanata in about uh, 37 days good congratulations good for you and I'm sorry but um, you know when you <laughs> when you get married and you go out with your buddies and, and you come home the next day and you got responsibilities and you can't show that you have a hangover because then you get oh well you shouldn't have gone out I didn't uh... have to go out you came home too late this and that. 
And then, uh, you know, so you got to keep doing what you normally do. You got to push yourself through. And that was basically me today. And I, I pushed myself. I got the family breakfast this morning. I cleaned out the garage a little bit, nauseous the entire time. <laughs> but I had to do what I had to do. So the next time when I go out, I don't hear from her saying, Perfect. You know, oh, you know. oh, that's brilliant. Honey, why did you wake up and immediately put on your sunglasses? You're still inside. <laughs> Christ's yes. sake, Matthew. Yes, yes. Is that about how it sounds? That's basically how it sounds. I, absolutely. I love that you... Why, why are you still in bed? The kids <laughs> this and that. Like, we need to do this. We need to do that. And then she tried pulling the let's go out to breakfast in the morning. I said, oh, no. Ooh, I cannot sit A little, little bit of food might be for good for hour. you. Yeah. No. Well, it's no, but just sitting there for almost an hour waiting for the food and everything else. Not a good deal. Yeah, not a good deal. She's, she's going to smell it. You know, I, that's a real pro move that you did. You immediately you woke up, you went right into the garage, and you went and, yeah. and you did some house cleaning. That is that yeah. is a pro tip. You clearly you know what you're doing. You're a veteran in this husband game. <laughs> yes. well, now, where is it that you're living, Matt? I mean, I'm talking age. Uh, we're talking street location, zip code. I'd like to send you a care package. Address would be good. Yeah, you want to just throw it out there for you guys? Right Please. Really, just city would be good. We don't want people. Yeah, yeah we, we don't need angry ruling fans coming <laughs> no. over and knocking on the door. The wife's not going to like that. Right? Especially the Ohio State fans. We had, a, I think Brett it was, who put out a tweet yesterday about one of their players. I forget. It slips my mind right now, and I did, I did some searches on him. But he put a um, negative tweet about him saying the scouts are concerned about his hands. And we had Ohio State fans pitching us with pitchforks on our Twitter account yesterday. They just flooded our timeline. Because I, the player, um, actually, it was Johnny something. He actually retweeted it and made some comments of his own, so he got the gang after us. Wow. But it was a fun day. It was a fun day. Oh, that is fun. That is fun. All right. Um, actually, one more question. I know we got to get to – Walchick's been dying to get to get to know the CEO of PFN. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that in just a second. But I do want to ask you, and maybe probably the most important question we'll ask you all day, is Antonio Brown's blonde mustache worse than ISIS? Yes. That's a yes. That okay, terrible. very good. That thing is absolutely terrible. Amen. Dude, I, I told you not to ask. Him. Aspects of life. Uh, you right. I'm sorry. Get fired. God, dude, you I'm sorry. You always got to bring ISIS in. I know. This. I didn't mean to. I told I you I didn't want to bring that. that up on the show. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Are you serious? I apologize. God, geez, the pre-show meeting. Why do we even have one? Let's get oh to know God. the CEO. Bleep you, Aaron. Bleep you, all right? I'm not ready yet because we got to ask one more question before we do this. Oh, you have another one? The story of the week, sir. Oh. Where were you? Time, location, <laughs> mind blown. When the sexiest mother bleeping tight end of all time, the future Hall of Famer, Vernon Davis, Jason Witten decided I'm leaving the booth because I sucked <laughs> at it. I'm coming back to the Cowboys, baby. I was standing in my office looking out my window at work, and then I, I had my phone in my hand, and I decided to just pull up Twitter real quick, and I saw it. I'm like, holy. Sh- Wow, what a win-win, right? ESPN doesn't have to fire him. They don't have to go through another embarrassing season with Jason Witten at the helm. <laughs> and, the Cowboys, and the Cowboys get their beloved tight end back who's going to catch the ball and fall down two yards later. But, uh, you know, I don't see Jason Witten doing anything special. But he's getting first downs, Matt. He's moving the chains, he baby. Is, he is moving the chains. That eight-yard yes, button uh, hook, nobody does it better. Don't mind the dialysis <laughs> machine next to him on the field, all right? He's still <laughs> yeah. getting the first downs. Don't you, you bite your tongue, sir. I don't know what Jerry's doing. Who knows? Marijuana. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great question. All, All right, right, now throw it to it. All right, it is time for Let's Get to Know the CEO! <laughs> Matthew Kanata. 
Welcome on in to the nosebleed seats, the safe space that is the show everyone can afford to listen to. We're going to get to know you here, sir, in the most deepest of ways. It might get sensual. It's definitely going to get a little spicy, spicy man out there. All right, we're starting things off. I got to ask you, Kanata, boxers or briefs? Briefs. No. Boxers. Ooh. No, the mix. The mix. The, the mix. mix. Boxer briefs. It's, it's not the it's not the baggy boxes, but it's not the briefs. It's that mix in between. You know? I like your style, sir. I am yeah. indeed wearing the exact same right now. So you're not a G-string guy, Kanata. That's no. interesting. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. No, I'm, I'm just taking notes here, so continue, Walcho. <laughs> Matthew Kanata, the CEO of the Pro Football Network. What is the best Halloween costume you've ever had? The best one, I think it was um, some kind of mask in it. In it with a wig and everything else and no one knew who I was I think I wore it in middle school you know middle school you have these uh, weird hormones and everything else and I show up to our school dance in this costume thinking I'm the hottest shit ever but nobody can see me no one hears me and so I'm just walking around talking to everyone and no one's hearing a word I'm saying but no one knew who I was so I played it off for about a good two hours I thought I was the coolest kid alive but god dude I bet you pulled so much that night (laughs) yeah Uh, Walchuk Matthew Kanata What's your favorite 90s TV show? My favorite mm. 90s TV show. This is mm. this is important. This is sir. really important. This really tells a lot about a Jesus, person. Matt, don't screw this up. <laughs> right. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one because I, I was in middle school and elementary school during that time. Um, but I have to go with, ready for this? Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> oh, Wow. I got to tell you, I wow. was not expecting that right there from the CEO. But I got to say, that's a hell of a pick. That, yeah. that is. That that and Global Guts. Remember that show, too? Global oh, yeah. Guts. G's up, baby. Right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cocoa or Fruity Pebbles? Cocoa Pebbles. Mm, what about Cocoa Puffs? Would you take those over the Cocoa Pebble? I would say Cocoa Puffs over the Cocoa Pebbles, yes. Gotcha. Mm. So you go Puffs over Pebble, but you're all about the Cocoa. All about the Cocoa. Great. All, all about right. the chocolate. And, and you can tell, obviously, Walchuk put a lot of thought, effort, and time into this game. So, <laughs> yes. All right, continue, Walchuk. Rudy, is it the most overrated sports movie of all time? Oh, God, yeah. Draft Day is number one by far. Draft Montez Day. Matt. Draft Day is number one. Draft day, what yeah. about that weird, I, awkward pregnancy that was just kind of thrown in there at the end? That nobody just yeah. oh, I'm gotta have pregnant. a love interest. I mean, Jesus, where's right. your story? It line? came out of nowhere. I just felt uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I watch draft day every every uh, time leading up to the NFL draft. I, I sit down. I, I say, family, I say to my my son and my daughter, who's one and four, and my wife. Uh, I said, we're gonna watch draft day as a family. <laughs> I love we, it. So, we nice. put it on, I put it on, and then 10 minutes later, they're all out of the room, and I'm sitting there by myself with a bowl of popcorn, but I love every second of it. Damn, no love for Costner. Wow. No. Yeah. No, no love for Vontez Mack? None. How he Vontaze was able to finagle Mack, no all those picks, though. He's the, <laughs> honestly, he's the only reason I watched Black Panther. Vontez. Oh, oh, did you actually watch it? No, actually, I haven't even seen it yet. Oh. But when I do get around to it, it'll be because Vontez <laughs> Mack. Interesting. Interesting. He freaking believes. You got any more questions, Walchuk? I'm loaded with questions. I got one. I oh, just, go for I'm it. curious. Kanata, I don't care, all right? And don't give it to me. I don't care about your first favorite color, but I would love to know what is Matthew Kanata's second favorite color in the history of colors. And the first. My first favorite color would have to be uh, black. 
black. My second favorite color, probably uh, navy blue. Oh, all right. A little bit of a dark yeah. soul. Navy blue. Right, yeah. we'll, just, we'll just move right well, along. Certainly dark, yeah. but I like the navy no, blue. No need, to spend, no need to spend more time on that one. Matthew Kanata, CEO of the Pro Football Network. What is your favorite superhero, or who is your favorite superhero? Is it Vontez Mack and Black Panther? No, probably Ryan Tannehill, no. Um, <laughs> is he a superhero? He's a super queero. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Let's uh, get that out of there. Yeah. We'll edit that out. Yeah, that was strong. I'm just going to have to uh, say Batman on this one. Oh, so Classic. So Did we just become best friends? All right, no, no, no. We're about to, if you get to this right, who's the best Batman ever, Kanata? Ooh, that is a tough one. Tony? Um, I, I can't. I can't. Pick one because I think they've all been really, really good. Except for Ben Affleck, right? And Clooney. I mean, Affleck was fine, but the, the people around him, they, they held him up and, and those, but I really can't pick one. They're hmm. all great. All right, I mean, Batman's the king. I got Batman PJs. I'm surprised I'm not wearing them right now. I thought you I'm were. wearing Batman PJs? No, I'm not wearing Batman PJs. What about movie? Not. What about your favorite movie, Kanata? All right, you guys might laugh at this one, but my favorite movie is Big Daddy. Have you ever seen that movie? Adam Sandler, hell yeah. All right, that's solid. You know, when it comes to Sandler, I love me some Gilmore, but yeah, Big Daddy's fantastic. I love Adam Sandler, um, and Big Daddy is a classic. I love it. Did you see his newest stand-up on Netflix? I have not seen it yet, no. Oh, my God, Kanata, you hang up the phone right now, and you go watch (laughs) that. That's how you spend the rest of your Sunday afternoon in your undies, in your boxer briefs, and or your baggy boxers. My daughter's watching Nickelodeon, so I'm going to have to kick her off the TV when I get off the phone. Oh, you kick her? Yes, absolutely. That is the right thing to do as a father. You own the living room. The TV (laughs) is yours. That is that is a must-watch. If you're a Sandler fan, gonna, this goes out to everybody. If you're a Sandler fan, go to Netflix and watch that freaking stand-up. It's hilarious. It's that good. It's that good. All right. What's been on your mind lately, Kanata? What's been on my mind? Uh, should I give you the standard answer? You know, getting PFN off the ground and running, it's, it's two months in now, and we are working every single day. What I think I'm most proud of is that since day one, we have put out at least four pieces of content every single day, with the exception of Saturdays and Sundays. Um, but Monday through Friday, we put out four new pieces of content at minimum. And, uh, you know, you guys see it. We have a great group of writers, a great group of staff, and everyone's invested into it. It's, it's like a family. It's like a culture. And everyone is all pulling in the same direction. The, the chats are insane. You know, you go away from the computer for five minutes and you come back to 800 messages. So it's a little tough to keep up, but it just shows that how passionate everyone is about this website and the fact that we're trying to get it off the ground and going in the right direction. I think we're doing a hell of a job so far. And as CEO, you have to read every single one of those 800 that you've missed, correct? I read correct? every single one, except, except some of the one in the random. You know, you got Kai in there, the podcast guy. You uh, guys know Kai. Gosh, uh, he just, Jesus, he unfortunately. He, he, he annoys me so much. I know you're going to listen to this, Kai, but, you know, it is what it is. But you keep doing you, Kai. You're doing a great job with these podcast guys. And, and Eric and Zach here. No, I'm all kidding inside. Kai's great. He's, he's been a great asset to the website, but uh, the guys in the random thread get a little crazy sometimes, so I, I don't typically read all those. Yeah, that Corey guy, uh, he, he doesn't uh, really, Corey, he doesn't I don't stop. Think that, I don't think that kid works. He just sits in front of his computer all day. Yeah, I Ashburn. Know, yeah. What the heck Ashburn's Jesus, Ashburn. doing? We love you, Ashburn. But get a man, job, dude, Ashburn. Jesus. <laughs> Life of yeah, a Redskins fan. Ashburn's like, great, but literally from the minute he wakes up to the minute he goes back, he just retweets everything that we put out. No, that's great. We, we need people like that. Now, Corey, we I got to... Uh, now, Corey, his favorite podcast, I know, 
is the Nosebleed Seats podcast. He's he's been a big he fan makes, of he ours. Makes no secret of that. No, yeah. he we we love Corey to death, so that's why I feel like we can jab him. But boss, absolutely, Matthew. Before we let you go, Maddie. Yeah. What is your favorite Maddie. podcast, sir? I'm Maddie. I haven't been called that since last night. Oh, um. <laughs> oh you dirty dog. Uh, my favorite. You, you better hurry so before Soldier Boy gets you. The Nosebleed Seats. The Nosebleed Seats podcast from the CEO's mouth, Matthew Canada. Thank you so much for your time, sir. All right, guys. You take care. Kisses. I know that you like me. You're my future wifey. Souls of boy, tell them, yeah, you can be my bunny. I can be your class. You can be my wife. Whew. I'll tell you, I think he... I think he liked us a lot better than Roscoe did last week. Oh, man. I think. Uh, Agree or disagree? Yeah, I felt the friendship there. It feels like it we just did right. have a budding friendship. Of all the bosses I've ever personally had, instant chemistry. He's immediately to the top of the list. He's my favorite boss. Yeah, the fact that he was just coming right into the sheets like that was yeah. really just. He, he didn't waste any time. It was just like, boom, here we are, safe space in the bedroom. Just felt like instant chemistry. We're here. Like, oh, my gosh, every once in a while we throw a curveball, we bring another person into the bedroom, and oftentimes there can be a little bit of this, you know, there's a little bit timid, a little bit, or a little bit not totally sure. Roscoe, wanna... it took forever to Roscoe get his pants off last week. It's Roscoe, but yeah. Kanata flies more. in here, pantsless from the start. He gets right in. He feels like we've been here before. It helps that he was in the sweats. Yeah, yeah. Well, the sweats the sweats was good, but those things flew off quickly. They he did. got comfortable, and the chemistry was there. So It's funny because I thought you were going to be a little intimidated with how fast they came off because usually you, you've you kind of set the world record for the fastest pants-off dance-off. Well, you know how I get when a guy – when I'm asked to get my <laughs> pen in company, Inc., you know, you know, it's I my boss. You know, I'm trying to be professional, but at the same time, I am a little bit handsy, and I know that about myself. But you it's are. hard to control. You are. It's tough to control. And so, Kanata, he responded him. well to it. Yeah, it's so good looking too. Yeah, I mean, you he, can tell. He sounded good looking. You can tell by the way he sounds that that's a handsome guy. And the fact that you know he was able to rip on Kai a little bit, I thought was also just an added. Yeah, anytime you can mm. shit on uh, on old Kai, and Steve. we love King Kai. We we love the guy, but man, it, it is fun to just kind of poke some some poke the bear a little bit. Yeah, know, it's become sort of tongue in cheek. Yeah. King Kai, it's like everybody knows like he's not yeah, really like, you a know, king. I, I anointed the name, and now it's just kind of it's gone to his head a little. It's bit. Like there's a little bit of regret. There's any way I could reel that back brain. in? I might. Yeah, I might, if you could walk that back, I think you would. Yeah, I know but I no, would. It, it, it's true. I mean, we're we're building some great things with PFN at PFN three sixty five on Twitter. Hell yeah, uh, good plug. And of course, you know, we like to ask people, especially that are affiliated with the Pro Football Network, who's your favorite podcast? The majority of them are going to say the Nosebleed Obviously, Seats. Obviously, it's going to be the Nosebleed Seats. But it's not to take away from any of the other podcasts. We've got, they're all awesome. David McGrath and the Evil Empire. Oh, D-Mac. Look, King Kai <laughs> is holding it down with just the start. Nah, any nah. given Friday. Oh, Jesus. And That's then Mondays, fire. we've got an outstanding pot. I mean, look, every single day, Monday through Friday, we're stacked with just phenomenal content. Wednesday's and- a little light, you know. Uh, but but Thursday, oh, you, Friday, Wednesday's a little light. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the Kai day. That, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's Eric saying that Kai. That's just the start. Just the start. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. Just for a second. We are the Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Goldchuck alongside Eric Chiafalo. We have enjoyed our time with you. Thanks again to Matthew Canada, the CEO of the PFN, the Pro Football Network, joining us. As always, make sure you like us. Subscribe, rate us the five stars, follow us on our, all the social media platforms, and go to the ProFootballNetwork.com, look at podcasts, 
we're there. Follow us, subscribe on iTunes, not only with our Nosebleed Seats podcast, but we are affiliated, of course, with the Pro Football Network as well. And make sure you consume all of the that juicy, delectable content. Because we're a couple of five-star chicks, man. We need those five-star ratings. You're you. darn right we do, sir. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Enjoy your Tuesday. You're the best, man. I love that.